Hello and welcome to episode 218 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark. Now coming up on today's episode is a huge, huge couple of guests for me. There is no denying, and you will know this by now by listening to any previous episode of Mark and Me, how much I love and adore the band Frice. For me, they're my favourite band of all time. Every person out there has that one band that you just absolutely love and adore. Everything they release, you're just so excited by. Live, I think they're one of the best live bands out there. And for me, previously, to have sat down and recorded three episodes with Dustin, it felt absolutely awesome that on today's episode, I can sit down and talk to Eddie and Riley. This was recorded in person at the most recent 2000 Trees Music Festival. You may have heard from the last four previous episodes, I conducted 12 interviews over a couple of days there and had one of the best weekends of my life. To see Fry's headline after two years worth of delays due to COVID was a dream come true. Their set was fantastic, the sound was unbelievable and it was just an amazing end to a perfect day. So what I want to do now is to get straight to it. So here's me, Riley and Eddie talking all things music. I'm here with Riley and Ed from the incredible headlining band tonight, Frice. So, first of all guys, what I want to do is for the listeners out there, take it right back to the early days. Tell me when you were growing up, maybe you were a kid with your pocket money or something, those first albums that you remember buying that made you fall in love with the bands you listen to today, what was that one that shaped your kind of passion for music? It's tough for me. Uh, the first record that I remember shelling out my own money for was actually Beastie Boys, Licensed to Ill. That's an incredible album. I was kind of a hip hop head growing yeah. up, so it doesn't really inform the stuff we do now. Um, but that was my gateway to buying music and then over the years that spun into buying metal and prog and getting into the fat records and uh, epitaph records bands and into the stuff that I listen to today. How about you? I uh, definitely I have like a specific memory of buying Metallica Master Puppets. That's just so. That's so cool. That moment with Stranger Things, everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> and I, I think, I think uh, Riley had been around that time. Had some friends that started playing guitar. Then we ended up borrowing a guitar, and that was really like both of our first time playing guitar, kind of introducing us to that side of music, other than playing it at in band at like a school yeah. or whatever. Or um, yeah, and just kind of falling in love with with rock and instrumental music and the way Metallica had a very cool way of orchestrating music that I think really like stuck out to us um, dynamics and cool stuff that we probably still are inspired by today and the thing is what I really find is when you go and see your first kind of performance of a band you may have been quite young growing up in your teenage years but those first gigs where your rib cage kind of shakes mm -hmm. the hairs on your neck stick up and you think this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Can you remember that, if it's not a cool band, we can pretend that it was, but who was that first show you went to where you thought, I'm only going to do this for the rest of my life. Like, there's no other, I'm not going to go and work in a shop. This is what I want to do. Sticking with the hip hop theme, <laughs> my first, like, real big concert was actually um, MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice, 
and salt and pepper. <laughs> I see that in Fryce's sounds so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. can clearly see the Definitely influences. on the new album, yeah. Um, but they had like live bands backing them um, and just seeing that in a, in a live setting with like, it was at an arena, so it was like 10,000 people and it was just electric in there. And something about the feeling of like the PA just pumping that actual band rocking out um, really resonated with me. And then it didn't click uh, as far as like, oh, I want to do this until I got into the punk rock stuff and started seeing like Bad Religion and oh, Strung nice. Out and No Effects and Propagandi. And, wow. Um, Any time that any of the Fat Records or Epitaph Records bands toured in Southern California, I would be there. I followed Strung Out around like a, like it was the freaking Grateful Dead for like a week. Like That's dedication. Punk rock gave me yeah. like the itch to, to start playing. It's hard for me to like narrow it down um, early. Yeah. Late, it kind of later for me, it hit me. Uh, there's a band called No Knife. That was kind of my, like maybe what was your like Strung Out or Bad Religion. For me, it was like, I was into a lot of heavy rock music like Metallica, Pantera, Sepultura, like all that kind of stuff. And then this band kind of like broke my mind a bit from being like, I like heavy, hard music to being like, oh, like I like orchestration. I yeah. like like the way people develop songs and the little things that you don't maybe hear the first time you listen to a record pops out the next time. But yeah, No Knife is like, one of my favorite bands of all time. If you haven't heard them, I'm, I'm I mean they're they're, they're kind of obscure. Like, yeah, they're yeah. kind of they're kind. Yeah, if you, I mean, even to our newest record, Horizons East, like you'll hear it. Yeah. In us, like, no shame in like really like being inspired by them. Yeah. And with the whole kind of being two years off the scene with just this pandemic and not being able to do what you love the most, you guys correct me if I'm wrong but you basically did it yourselves with Tepe and Dustin got round and did the DIY approach and you built this album from scratch it must have been such a head fuck because you were probably thinking are we ever going to get to play these songs live because this was cancelled then it was cancelled again and then it was like am I ever going to get to see these songs live but you're the actual people that wrote them so does it feel like there's this light at the end of the tunnel now that we're sat here today and it's actually it is actually happening it's not it's not going to cancel yeah. yeah i mean i i feel like we did we did have a point where we were just kind of like well what i think i think the uh the timeline of the record actually ended up extending a little bit longer than we would have done which ended up being kind of a good thing in some ways but like i i do think we were like well when does when does this start again? Will it start again? I mean, every show we're like, is something gonna happen now? It, it kind of like makes you not take for granted every show, yeah. Every uh, healthy moment that you have, you know, and being able to be back here, um, travel in the UK and Europe, we've just been so happy to be back. It's it's really nice. I've been following you guys on Instagram and I've been seeing like all these amazing places in Europe and stuff but there's come with it does come with kind of a sacrifice there's obviously missing family and friends and the travel but you're sometimes cursed as well like stuff gets lost and stuff breaks down and there's delays but 
has it all been worth it to come here today and headline 2000 trees? Yeah, this is mental. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> it's real, we, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we've never... We've never headlined a festival before, to my knowledge, unless it was like some weird, random, like BMX festival in <laughs> like the outskirts of Canada or something like that. But like, this is a real festival, yeah. legit, with bands that we love on the on the bill today and yesterday and tomorrow, and headlining it is. Uh, amazing and kind of horrifying in a way <laughs> and we have to play after turnstile which is like one i've of the never seen turnstile but everyone is telling me just get down there and watch them because they're fucking awesome i'm like fries need to follow that you know yeah the buzz for that band at the moment is wow. on another level everybody will get to go crazy for like one of the biggest <laughs> rock bands on the planet right now and then the old guys will come out and play some old songs and the people who want to see that can stick around to see that and that's totally fine with us like we're just we're stoked to be here the thing is what i love about it as well last night jimmy world a band that have been going over 20 years for me clarity is a textbook album like the production the sound the guitars it's the reason i picked up a guitar and wanted to play yeah. you guys over 20 years now which is mind-blowing your back catalogue, for me, there's never been a band that have evolved, apart from Radiohead, as good as you guys. If you listen to your early stuff and now you listen to the new album, you don't think it's the same band. It's fucking incredible. You've Thank all you. improved in your musicianship. Dustin's vocals have got broader. Tepe's guitar tones are just on another level. And you just have evolved. But I still reckon that you guys must be shitting yourself because you're looking at that poster thinking, we've got to headline. I don't, I don't mean to scare yeah, you guys, no, but, no, no. It, but it's mean, real. You must be like, Jimmy World last night, I've got tonight, we've got idols tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, you deserve to be there, but it must still be daunting. It doesn't, I mean, it's surreal. Yeah, yeah I feel like um, we've never been a band that really like hit it super big we just been consistent and and uh i i guess that's that's paid off i i don't i don't really know how to um you deserve this moment it's warranted you're headlining this and you watch it will be absolutely ram like it was uh, for jimmy world and that's because of the hard work you know i had incubus on the podcast recently and i said to brandon boyd You've done over 20 years. Yeah. You deserve the right to be this headline act. And yeah. you do. You need to take this and be like a pat on the back. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's hard. Just We're very self-critical, and uh, but we also love playing music. And there really isn't any end to the amount of inspiration that we have from bands around us or, you know, ideas. We're always, like, cutting ideas when we're making albums because we have so many, which is a great thing to have 20 plus years in so and what do you think it is that kind of keeps you guys going i know you went on hiatus and had a bit of a break and i know the touring schedule isn't f as full on as it used to be so it's like you've got families and yeah. kids and wives and everything else that comes with it now but you guys still seem as hungry you, you know you've just done this new album and i already know that your second album to follow up this west is almost finished uh, almost it's less finished it's than yeah, the the plants kind of changed, but for good reason. Yeah, and uh, but you're busy. I mean, you must be still loving it. You're doing oh, it. absolutely. A, you know, we're 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 able to uh, focus more on touring on east because we're not immediately jumping to west, yeah. which is I think is important because like. I'm really proud of the record. Yeah, we're we're it's happy incredible. with the record. 
colour in the sky as an opener is absolutely incredible and the sound that you've got for Robot Exism and I know people say oh it's Radiohead because of the kind of guitar bit that sounds quite sure. sort of it's an odd time okay signature and it's and got that. like an arpeggio yeah. but no song's the same you know you've got Scavengers you've got all these songs that just it's it's like a best of Thrice album it's got a bit of everything it's the Alchemy That's Index cool. it's got the early stuff it's got Beggar's sound and I think it's because you guys have just doing what you want you're not getting told how to write the perfect radio pop song and you don't need to yeah it's ne that's never really been an interest of ours um, no matter how hard it's been pushed upon us by certain labels over the years um, we've always been a band that shares the writing process equally everybody listens to different music individually and the thing that makes us us is that we bring ideas from four different brains and we try to filter them through the the thrice collective and see what what happens so like even if like somebody writes some crazy heavy thing it'll get put through the the ringer in thrice and we'll s somehow end end up somewhere different or if it's something super mellow it'll be like well how do we make this more dynamic and more heavy um, and that's just the way we've always done it. It's kind of the only way we know how to do things. Yeah. And it's been really, really satisfying for us creatively. And that's kind of all we're looking for in doing this is like satisfying ourselves creatively, hoping that people come along for the ride with us. And we've been extremely lucky that people have stuck with us through all the ups and downs and weirdness. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, like with the uh, with the single stuff and radio stuff and all that that uh, influence from the outside. Like Riley said, we we usually kind of ignore it, but also it's like the development of the song and and the exploration is always kind of the higher uh, emphasis in writing the music. So maybe one of those days that will make some sort of single but like it, it yeah it won't black honey is a single that's the yeah. most radio friendly kind of it's got the chorus that you're just humming along to you tapping while you drive and you're like yeah but none of that was even in the discussion at yeah. all and even the producer that we were working with didn't think it was a single no so which is hilarious because like there's always like the, the few songs that were like okay the, these ones are the, gonna be the ones that were kind of kind of hone in a certain direction or not us, but usually the producer is thinking that. And with Black Honey, it wasn't that at all. We were like, oh, this is kind of like a song that kind of reminds us of like maybe Me Without You meets like Color yeah. Revolt. I don't, like, and uh, and that's, a, that's like a happy accident. And I think that's how we would rather do it. You of know, course. like. And, and what's really cool is the last time I saw you guys play, you shared the stage with one of my favorite bands, Refused. And it was fucking incredible. Dennis as a front man is just, uh, he's been on the podcast. He's an absolute god. And I was like, when they come back, how are they going to top this? And you're like, here's Coed in Cambria. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god. Like, <laughs> it's, it's exciting times. Like, yeah. I love the co-headline tour because it's like two for the price of one. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. You must be really excited to get back on the road, come to the UK and share the stage every night with another band that are just, uh, for me, absolute legends. Yeah, I mean, we've been touring, we've toured with those guys probably three times in the states two or three times we've toured with them over here um so they're friends from way back when like when we first were taking them out 
they were just getting started as a band and now they're like playing these massive arenas back home and they're doing really well over here and uh, their new record is out and it like sold like crazy and um, it's like they're at a at a peak as a band right now and um, it's just been awesome to watch and that they're good friends from way back when it's like to be reunited with them and do it again after almost 20 years is like it's the best does it feel like 20 years you know i know you guys have been going does it feel fresh no. still does it the fact that you're doing your diy records at home and you're getting together and enjoying it and not you know you're not wanting to quit you does it feel like a new life the fact that you're headlining a festival you're doing these uk tours you're going around europe you're doing those four nights that sold out in about 10 minutes for your... Um, oh, the illusion of safety. That's crazy. Yeah. I was like, another added date, another added date. It must feel like you're starting out again because the buzz is there. It, it's it's hard to make sense of and I kind of try not to. Try not think about it. I mean, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, if you try to project that or make sense of it or anything, it kind of ruins the experience maybe or like the way that you write in the future or the way that the process goes to just try kind of ride ride the I don't know whatever the, the thrice wave, wave the thrice <laughs> wave whatever yeah. but um yeah I just think we're super fortunate and I think that we have a lot of fans that have really valued what we desire to create in music and we're again so grateful for that because I don't think we would still be a band if we didn't have the freedom to do whatever the hell we yeah. want. Because it that is the thing that keeps the ideas coming. It's like there's no lim like there's no limit to music and if you're stuck in a box that you create because you had this one record that did well you just Where's need keep, the inspiration yeah. in that? Like we can't recreate that same song twelve times for an album. Well, right. well they'll do it, but it, then it's right. their life's not gonna last. Yeah. My final question for you guys, and it's not an easy one. Dustin's been on the show and had this three times, but um, what I do on the podcast is I let the guests choose the outro piece of music. Mm. So there's two of you, so we might have to do like an arm wrestle or toss yeah. a coin or something, or we'll just splice the two. But it can be any band, any song, or any piece of music, a score from a film, whatever it is. But I'm gonna, musicians find this the tough. So what's your choice as this is all is edited it's out there for the world to listen to what's that outro song that you would love and the reason behind a song that you just absolutely adore to go on the end of today's interview look at him yeah this is like this is one that i need like a day to think about musicians are like i've got it down to 10 and then i'll you know but i need one the one that comes to your heart and soul when i ask the question oh man I can see your brain going. It's hard because I'm just going like, well, these are songs I really like, but what is a good like outro song? Someone was struggling earlier today and I said, look at it like this. It could be the song they play at your funeral. So it's got some ah. meaning. And I was like, mine would be probably, oh my God. Um, Jeff Buckley, love you, should have come over or last Ooh. goodbye. I love those vocals. I love the production by Andy Wallace. I love Jeff Buckley. So it's a, you know, but... Yeah. Then as I say it out loud, I'm like, but there's so many other bands. Yeah. Oh, Jeff Buckley is a good one. I oh shoot. I'm just what I'm thinking is like albums that changed my life. Yeah. That's like Talk Talk, Laughing Stock. I don't know if any of those songs would work for this. 
Dustin chose a song by Talk Talk. Oh, really? Okay. I can't there, remember there which one, go. but there, there you go. go. Uh, do you have something, Ray? I do. Okay. I'm going to go with How to Disappear Completely by Radiohead. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> My girlfriend's the, favorite song. I have the lyrics tattooed on me. Uh, it got me through a lot of difficult points in my life. Uh, I would definitely have it played at my funeral. Um, That's a hell of a it's choice. Just soothing and uh, atmospheric, and the lyrics can kind of be applied to anything. Like a feeling like you're not here uh, can be applied to something surreal like headlining 2003 <laughs> yeah. or like still being a band after 23 years or whatever um, also something difficult like the death of a family member or something like that so it's like this overarching theme um, I was lucky enough to see the smile play three weeks ago Oh man. my god how does Tom York do it yet again with only three people that album is incredible and live I was looking behind like where's the session musicians Where? and it isn't it's just those three him and Johnny together yeah now you've got to top Perfection. that dude you've got to top that yeah. and look at the meaning behind it yeah you should have gone first um, <laughs> yeah I'm gonna have a hard well actually I thought of something that's like a little bit less serious because maybe that's another option a song that I just listened to before a show. Maybe this is the intro music. Just kidding. Um, Iron Maiden, oh. Aces High. Oh. Intro, I'm going to use the it intro, intro music. The intro to that song, just that whole song is so good. We were just listening to it. Like I popped my phone. I was like, I just had the thought in my head and I was like, oh, how did they do that? And then we started listening to it together backstage and we were just like, God, this is so good. So, yeah. I'm going to use that as the intro piece, okay. and then you've got your you incredible go. radio head Perfect, track. perfect, yeah. Guys, I think we've ran over, but I'm not going to complain. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been Thank a long you. time coming, and I can't wait to see the set tonight, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. So there it is. There's my interview with me, Eddie, and Riley from the best band on the whole planet, Thrice. This, for me, was an interview that I've been waiting for for a long time. As you know, Dustin has been on the episode three times now, so it's so good to have an opportunity to talk to the other members of the amazing Fries. Some incredible stories, such great guys, the chemistry was there straight away, and like I said at the start, their headline set for me was the highlight of the whole of 2000 Trees. They were just absolutely phenomenal and worth the two-year wait. I really hope everyone that's listening today has had a great time and enjoyed these interviews as much as me. If you've really enjoyed the interviews, please share them on your social media channels. You can jump on Facebook and share the episode. On Instagram, you can share it on your stories. Or on Twitter, you can retweet the episode. It really does go a long way, and you might just think it's a click of a button. But maybe then one of your friends discovers this podcast from just the tweet they saw or a Facebook comment. And before you know it, they're listening to Mark and me each and every week. So it's a free marketing tool, and it's all I ask for listening to this podcast. And if you really enjoyed today's episode, I do have a Patreon account. This helps the running of Mark and me on a day-to-day -day basis, allows me to go out there and interview people across the country. Not only that, I have hosting costs so I can put the podcast on Podomatic and Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts and all the different directories I can. So any support that you can give this podcast via Patreon really does go a long way and really helps me. And all the links are on markandme.com. If while listening to this you've never heard Thrice, 
please do yourself a favour. Go and see them. They're playing in the UK later this year with Coed and Cambria as a joint headline tour. But go and listen to everything they've ever released. I mean this. There is no band for me that has evolved like these. They are absolutely phenomenal. And to start at the beginning and work all your way through to their most recent album is just an incredible journey. So please, if you discovered Fries because they're listening to this interview today, let me know because I love reading those sort of comments. I'll be back in only a few days' time with a brand new episode. So until then, listen to Fries, take care of yourself, and I'll speak to you all very soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm.